1: New Year, same approach. I'm Ken Absock, and this is Daily Thrones presented by Anchor. A quick look at the world of ice and fire. Let's turn our gaze with the new year to Season 7. The most recent season we have in our arsenal as fans here to analyze, pick apart and pay tribute to. And the season started with a wonderful cold open. Arya Stark getting her revenge on the phrase. It was someone, somewhat, somewhat unexpected. It was hokey in a good way, I'll say. It was a Scooby-Doo uh, mask wearing. A uh, lot of questions raised by uh, that moment of uh, does the mask give you magical powers to sound just like A 90-year-old-plus man? Hey, but sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith with the show and go on the adventure, and on on that adventure we did with Arya Stark, getting her revenge, and it's for the Starks. It's for her. But my favorite moment, the small moment in that cold open, is her smirk, her smile, her satisfied face as she walks away, ruthlessly, cold-blood-killing the rest of the phrase. It is quite a moment for Arya if you go back to season one. If you go back to the early moments of this character. Someone who knows she doesn't want to be a My Fair Lady. She doesn't want to wear the fancy dresses and know the needlepoint. She wants needle in her hands. She wants icy cold steel in her hands. She is already about revenge and she doesn't even know it. And it builds throughout season one. First on the King's Road, uh, then as the uh, show goes on, having to witness what we think Ciriophorel dying, uh, watching her father die, being taken on the road by uh, you know, uh, taken on the road to the King's Road to north to the north. She goes through a lot with Yorn at her side. That's what I was trying to dig up. Yorn, the name Yorn escaped my brain. It's the late. To late morning here in 2018. But Arya's season one arc from young girl who wishes she could be at night, basically, to someone who has her own sword, and she, she sticks it. She sticks the pointy end into that fat little kid, as she would probably describe him, at the end of season one, and it's... there's shock on her face. It's her first kill. And she is... I won't say satisfied, but like I said, shock. She did it. It's something that actually happened. She did it for survival. She's on her path then. Take that moment in season one and put it against this moment at the beginning of season seven where she's got this plan, she's got these skills, and she has the vengeance and revenge. It is hers. And that satisfied smile, that little smirk, shows you that Arya Stark... Has arrived. She'll have a lot more in front of her, even in Season 7. We'll see what Season 8 does. We'll see what happens when she meets up with Melisandre again, if that promised reunion happens. And we'll see where the character ends up. Maybe she goes west of west. But, for me, the journey is pretty much complete. The transition is complete. That smirk and that smile, the beginning of Season 7 for Arya Stark. From then on, it's a new chapter in Arya's life keep taking a look at season seven here and more as we begin the new year here on anchor
2: hey ken so moving on to season seven and talking about the season premiere uh dragonstone a scene i really loved from dragonstone was when the hound uh buries the farmer and his daughter and i like it for a couple different reasons one it's a nod to something from the books two it's a callback to season four's breaker of chains you know he warned aria he said look he's a good man but he's going to be him he's going to be dead come winter he can't protect himself and the hound turned out to be right and three it shows the change in the hound this is definitely someone who who is a changed man as you know his experience with brother ray and everything have changed him the fact that he would even dig graves uh for them i think the old hound in the old days wouldn't even you know, give two thoughts about it. So I definitely love that scene from Dragonstone. Lost in
1: the shuffle of season seven was the nice beginning for the Hound and the full transition. Now it's definitely focused on later on and Hound makes one big rock throwing mistake later on. But Eric, you have a great point going back to season seven, episode one and the Hound, being a change man, but still being who he is. That's what I love about the Hound's transition. He absolutely has grown from where we first saw him. We've learned so much about him. We've seen his gruff exterior and a somewhat warm interior. Uh, somewhat pumping heart It's still, though, The Hound, true and true. Sandor Clegane will always be Sandor Clegane. He just has maybe a little bit of a better sense of honor. And as we learned in episode one of season seven, he has a sense of morals, a sense of, uh, like you said, a little bit of honor. I don't know, a sense of what is right and what is wrong. And he wants to err maybe on the side of right for the first time in his life. I don't think he's out to change the world. But I definitely think he might have done things a little differently if the events of Season 4 where he and Arya run into the very inviting and uh, susceptible to uh, problems, death, naive father and daughter, Farmer and his daughter. I wonder if the Hound would have done things differently. I don't know, though, what he would have done in terms of he wouldn't have dragged them along. He wouldn't have stayed there much longer. He had a had a mission, he had a purpose to get Arya back to someone who would pay for her. So I don't necessarily think the Hound would have done anything different other than maybe not steal the gold. Maybe worked for the gold. Maybe not left the farmer to uh and his daughter to die. But it's front and center now again. He's faced with it. He's faced with that decision. And you see the Hound it weighs on him for the first time. We see things stirring in his heart yeah we saw it a little bit with brother ray it was there i'd say that's the first time but at the end of that episode even the hound has he's got a pit of fire burning again in his heart and he's going out with violence in his eyes the violence, though, might be for more good cause, quote unquote, and the uh, vengeance and revenge for what happened to brother brother Ray and uh, his people. So this time around, the Hound is—it's—it's it's a quieter moment, and the Grave Digger moment is absolutely one of the best parts of season seven. It's a, a nod, a wink, and a nod to the books. It's also right there in front of us—the difference in the Hound. The Hound would have never buried them in the past. He never would have taken time out of his life, out of his day to do that. So it's a great moment, a quiet, intimate moment. There's a lot more for the Hound. I think season eight in the Hound is going to be very interesting. What are we going to get? What should we expect from the Hound? Is he just going to enter the fray here and die? Do we get Clagane Bowl? Does that happen? Does that make any kind of sense? Does he survive the Siege of Winterfell? and head on down to King's Landing to settle a score. I can't predict where the Hound ends up in Season 8. I can't predict what purpose he'll serve. That's why I do love Season 8 and the Hound. Just where will Sandor Clegane end up?
0: Hey Ken, just thinking about fake series finales here. Um... One that my circle of friends and I came to an agreement on almost immediately is the idea that they will not use the narrator reveal as the true ending for the series. We all think that's going to be one of the fake endings solely because of how much traction that theory has amongst fans. And there's definitely some evidence to support it. Um, My reason for thinking that'll be used as the fakes is solely because it's not good enough to be the real series finale. Um, To be told, after eight seasons of watching Game of Thrones, at the very end of the series, that the whole thing never even mattered because it was just a story in someone's head. Uh, That would be completely jarring for me and and completely destroy any investment that I've built up in the characters over eight seasons. Um, That's actually exactly why I think they're going to use it as a fake ending because it'll draw so much ire from fans and create so much talk that it does what a fake ending is supposed to do. Uh, I'd love to know what you think and what you think would be some of the fake endings.
1: As we look towards season eight, we've had this conversation here on Daily Thrones about the fake endings, the proposed, rumored, much talked about potential fake endings for the show. There's so much secrecy around the upcoming season and the shooting uh, of that season right now, the production, and uh, Amelia Clark talking about the clampdown on the cast and social media, that kind of stuff. And we know that there's talks of uh, fake endings for the show being written, uh, maybe produced to some degree, all designed to kind of help hide the actual ending and keep it safe. And I'm all for anything that the show could do to hide the real ending and the events of Season 8. I I, I just don't want to go to spoilers, even though we have a long way away. And Thomas's call is actually uh, to, to an older conversation we had here on Daily Thrones of what these might be. And we've been talking about this idea of... Samuel Tarley being sort of the narrator of the show. He's a character that in many ways is designed to be George R. 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 Martin himself kind of in this world. Uh, and uh, this idea that maybe much like Frodo or Bilbo in The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit movies kind of closing the book. Um, Maester Ebros and, and uh, Sam kind of have a discussion about the, uh, the history book being written, about the times, about all that. And the title is long and, and, and obnoxious and, and awkward and Sam says, I think you can come up with something better, something shorter. I think a nod to this possible ending, to the possible idea that Sam is the narrator of the story. Now, I'm with Thomas. This would not be the ending that I want. And I definitely don't want it to be an ending where it's like a fake story written from Samuel Tarly's point of view. I don't want that at all. But him as the narrator of the series, telling it down the line, it'd be interesting. But it would be a almost literal and figurative storybook ending and i don't necessarily want that but i do believe sam will survive the events of season eight and the show and be there to tell the tale going forward and any lessons learned any changes obtained sam will be the one to document it and keep it forward whether he's a maester or not he's learned a lot of different trades in this world of ice and fire And I think will be an important character. But what do you guys think? What are some possible fake endings? What don't you want to see? It's a conversation we'll be having all year here on Daily Thrones. See you guys tomorrow.